I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covering the live betting angles for every game, this is VSIN Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is hour number three of VEASAN Live Bet tonight. Coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. Still to come, we'll discuss some NFL first overall pick. Who's going to go at the top of the draft? Well, we've seen some dark horses start to get a little bit of money in the draft. and It's a QB draft, so I think it's going to be really interesting from a betting standpoint and also just a conversation standpoint since last year was the non-QBs. This year we got the QBs back at the top of the board. We'll have that discussion a little bit later on this hour. Also still to come, we'll discuss some NBA futures here in this segment, but right now to update you on what's going on in Fort Worth there, the Kansas Jayhawks have a 60-55 to 55 lead here, less than three minutes to play against TCU. And right now, Kansas minus 345 on the money line. TCU is at plus 265. Yeah. (coughs) Excuse me. Yeah, this has just been a defense this second half. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of it, the officials letting them play. Yeah. Yeah, the the officials have been kind of just – it's been some bully basketball that we've seen out there. And I don't mind seeing it. It's just it's kind of a, a little yeah. bit of a shock to the system. As long as you <laughs> let to both sides do it. Yes, <laughs> yeah. As long because I, I think both these teams now and just the uh, the one and one here. Oh Mike Miles misses the first that? one. Been some really like when I was coming on the air. I kind of slip. He was looking at segment, his hands. I was kind of grimacing because uh, that three point shot that that was taken 
just a bit outside. Yeah, that must have slipped out of his hands or did something because he was looking at his yeah. hands after a free throw. Yeah, that was. Of ugh. course, this is Miles' uh, second game back after he missed a few games with that hyperextended knee. So mm-hmm. sixty to fifty-six. Uh, look at the. You don't often see Kansas have a foul discrepancy here. <laughs> yeah. Kansas only five of seven from the line. TCU eleven of nineteen. Well, that's leaving a lot of opportunities at the yeah. line, and you can't do that in a game like this. And that 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 that'll get you beat in the NCAA tournament because that's exactly what I thought. Foul, foul shooting, I think they're like right at about seventy percent, so that's lower end of the country uh, for TCU. But oh, nice feed! Got, got to make those when you're getting some calls. Grady Dick, that is no good. So little over two minutes left to go. TCU trying to make this a one possession game. So we will see what happens with that game as we continue to monitor it. 2-0-1 left to play in Fort Worth. But, Wes, I wanted to have an NBA Futures discussion here. Since we are post-All-Star break, NBA games don't resume until Thursday. And then Mm -hmm. we're right back to the rest of the regular season here as we have a third of it left. And right now, to win the championship, the Boston Celtics are the favorite, plus 275. Over at DraftKings, Phoenix now plus 425. Everyone, of course, excited to see what the Suns look like in the remaining 20-some-odd games once Kevin Durant enters the lineup. Milwaukee is at plus 550. Denver's plus 750. Clippers, who just picked up Russell Westbrook, are at 10-1. Mm-hmm. Sixers, 12-1. Mavericks, 16-1 with the duo of Luka and Kyrie. Warriors hanging out at 17 to 1, as are the Memphis Grizzlies. And that's kind of seems like the group of where the title is going to be won here. Yeah. Unless you think anybody further down the odds board has a chance. But if you had to bet on it now, or even I'll ask it a different way, what number kind of jumps out to you as a number that could shorten between now and the start of the playoffs? Uh, in terms of the championship, I don't think that. I, the Warriors certainly could, mm-hmm. you know, once once they get Steph back. But and I think people will probably bet that anyway. It's like, oh my God, the Warriors! You don't get them that that big of a number often. And you know, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And they have they have the title currently. But I think the Celtics probably kind of are where they are. Mm-hmm. They're going to stay there. Uh, I could see. Well, now the Clippers are at ten to one. What were they preseason? They were in like, like single digits, yeah, like eight to one, seven to one, or so. Yeah, like co-favorites so, to win. So, one. so they may get some support. Now, I I'm still waiting on that team because there's just that part of me that doesn't necessarily believe in this. Mm-hmm. And you know, now you're going to add Russell Westbrook to that cocktail. <laughs> I I mean, I don't know. That to me is a, a little bit of a little bit of a risk. By the Clippers. Yeah. A little volatile. Yes. <laughs> a little volatile there with Westbrook now joining it. Golden State is very interesting because it almost feels like Golden State is getting, and it's not quite the same, but it's almost like they were getting the Laker treatment from a year ago. Mm-hmm. When the Lakers kept being like 20 to 1, right. 25 to 1, it's like, oh, well, they're, well, they're going to make the playoffs. And then all of a sudden they just kept losing, kept losing, kept losing, and then they didn't even make the play-in tournament. Mm-hmm. Could Golden State maybe be that team? Because I'm looking at it right now as well to make the Western Conference playoffs. The yes on the Warriors is minus 240. The no is plus 180. Right. They're currently the nine seed. They have a one-game lead over the Utah Jazz and the Portland Trailblazers. Then they have a two-and-a-half game lead on the Lakers. But we still don't know when Steph Curry's coming right. back. And that's the thing that keeps looming over this Warriors team. It's like, 
I believe in them when they're healthy, but could this just be a cursed season to where they just never get healthy and they bottom yeah, out and they miss out? I mean, look, that worries you. Now, they get the benefit of the doubt, I think. And, and, oh, yeah. And, and rightfully so, more certainly more than the Lakers last yeah, year. Yeah, the Lakers one, I was like, I, I, mean, never I was like, why are, why are they getting the benefit <laughs> of the doubt? But, uh, you know, because the Warriors do have that championship pedigree. But, I mean, I, I have, has, where, where is Phoenix now? So Phoenix right now is plus 425 to win, and they're currently the number five seed, nine oh, yeah. and a half back of, of the first place okay. team. But they're only a one and a half games back of Sacramento, who's currently the three seed. So that's uh, 425 for the championship. Yep, for the championship. Yeah, because the West, all that stuff got bet, obviously. 100%. With the Duran, you know, a plus 750. That wasn't out there for very long, plus 750, plus $8. So, you know, getting a little bit of piece of that was, I think, the prudent move. But mm-hmm. all of these favorites, I think, Maybe with the exception of Philadelphia, all of these favorites, I think, have already been priced down, like Boston, Phoenix, uh, Denver a little bit Mm -hmm. now as well. So all of them have been priced in. So it's kind of like if you're looking for something, you know, you know, double digits and obviously not that far down where it's like 30 or 40 to one, you know, you're probably looking in the teens. I would say Philadelphia. Is Denver being disrespected? Because right now they're, they have a five-game lead for the number one seed in the Western Conference. We know they have a really good home court advantage playing at altitude. They're, mm-hmm. they're used to it. They're plus 750 to win the title. They're well behind the Suns to come out of that Western yeah. Conference. If you're going to go to the NBA Finals, you're going to have to go through Denver and the likely three-time reigning MVP, Nikola Jokic. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the odds makers, and not even just the odds makers, but the betting market yeah. is overlooking the Nuggets? I think they probably are because they haven't done it before. You know, they haven't gone to the finals. So it's like, okay, have they gone through the, the pain that's like required? Because usually mm-hmm. when you make the finals – you got to lose and you got to go through yeah. somebody and it's somebody like three gets, years yeah. or so. Yeah. So, you know, maybe, maybe Denver's still in that process. Now I think you and I have both said, I think they've been the best team in the West all season. It's not mm-hmm. just because of the record. I think it's because they dealt with the injuries early yeah. and they haven't had them late. Like they're relatively healthy right now, but you know, I want to see, you know, if, if the, if the bench can hold up a little bit for Denver, that's something that, Certainly, you want to look at that starting five has been dynamite, you know, with uh, Aaron Gordon and Jokic and KCP, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. But Mm -hmm. you look at the bench, there's not a lot of proven veterans necessarily there. There's a couple they acquired. They got Reggie Jackson in a deal, and then they have, uh, you know, old man DeAndre Jordan. But (laughs) you've you've got some guys, you know, some younger guys like, Thomas Bryant, and and they do have Jeff Green uh, as well. But, you know, you got Thomas Bryant and you got Christian Braun, who's a a young guy, Bruce Brown, who, you know, Michael uh, Malone's kind of trusting more. I think that's what made Bones Highland a little bit expendable at the deadline. But is this bench deep and good enough? That's the one question I have on Denver. I mean, it's a really good question to ask of this Nuggets team there because I know benches shorten. Once you get into the playoffs, because these coaches get to, all right, we got our seven guys that we like to play here. But mm-hmm. still, you need that kind of depth to battle the war of attrition that is the NBA postseason now that you're playing so many games. And it's seven-game series 
round after round after round after round, you, right. you're going to have to call upon some of those guys with guys getting injured. So uh, the Nuggets as the one seed, they're an interesting team mm-hmm. to me uh, because right now at plus 750, you wouldn't think that they were the one seed in the Western Conference. Uh, right now, the interesting point is this game in the Big 12 in Fort Worth, TCU in Kansas, and, wow, the Horn Frogs down by yeah, three. Yeah, this is – you can this tell is this is outrageous. not a good three-point shooting team. Kansas is absolutely – surrounding the rim and that's what they've been doing tcu has missed a ton of layups too this is going to be that's going to eventually be their downfall they had cracks at the rim and kansas doubling and tripling at the rim you know a bad three kind of a panic there but clock was running down then it looked like tcu was going to get the ball and maybe get the end one the Uh old-fashioned way does not go so now ku just makes basically needs to make one at the line here and this one is going to be over and kevin mcculler jr does exactly that ku going to get a big win and now take a half game lead in the big 12 dog be barking yes is kansas as a three point so i end up two and one on the night i did have tcu on the money line but yeah you know i mean look that that i mean they had they had their chances i think but credit ku i mean this is every bit of number one seed again they have flaws. Every team has flaws. Mm-hmm. You know, their flaws, you know, is, is that they're not a very deep team. But, you know, stayed out of foul trouble. Is uh, TCU going to go down 63-58? to 58? That's going to be the official final score. But I thought some of the reserves, I thought Dewan Harris was terrific tonight. Only six points, but had eight assists and no turnovers. Uday off the bench was really good with six. Grady Dick, 19 to lead all scores. Yeah, hell of a game from Grady Dick and that Kansas program as they win outright as three-point dogs. Game goes under the total of 152. Kansas continues to kind of add to their number one seed resume Mm -hmm. there in the Big 12 as they are once again the team to beat in the best conference in America. We'll be back to talk some more on the other side. This is VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is VSIN Live Bet Tonight coming to you from the Circus Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here. We are final in Fort Worth as the Kansas Jayhawks defeat TCU 63 58 out there on the road Kansas a three-point dog in the game mm-hmm. game goes under the total here Wes as it's another impressive win for the Jayhawks yeah. and what's an already an impressive resume yeah you look uh 14 quad one wins for the Kansas Jayhawks <laughs> this year I'm just I was just looking uh through their schedule I don't know who's in what quadrant I don't have that in front of me but went over Duke went over NC State went over Wisconsin uh beat Seton Hall won at Missouri beat Indiana Oklahoma State, one at Texas Tech, one at West Virginia, beat Oklahoma, beat Iowa State at home, one at Kentucky, beat Kansas State at home, beat Texas at home, one at Oklahoma, one at Oklahoma State, and then now the win at home over Baylor on Saturday, a win at TCU. They have the best resume of any Mm -hmm. team. And, you know, there's a couple things that you could look at here, and I know this may sound ridiculous because it's Kansas and they're a blue blood and they always get talent and whatnot. They lost two first-round picks. They lost Ochag Baji, and they lost mm-hmm. Christian Braun from that championship team. You also lose D-Mac, your seven-foot big man, David McCormick. Should have been the most lose... outstanding player in the Final Four. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you lose Remy Martin. Yep. So, I mean, it's like, okay, I know you're KU, and you always get talent, but 
Bill Self, I mean, I, I, I've gained a lot of respect for Bill Self because I always thought, you know, because you never know how good a coach really is when he always has talent. You know, it's not like KU has dog you-know-what for talent. They have really good players every single year. But to be able to do that and to really make the adjustments that he made because they got housed at home by TCU, which they rarely happens, and they made the adjustment. They said, okay, we're going to surround the rim and we're going to make you shoot threes because we know that you're a bad three-point shooting team, and, and I think TCU kind of took the bait tonight. So Dewan Harris also, Grady Dick gets the ink with 19 points, but Dewan Harris, another eight assists, no turnovers. He got 26 assists and just two turnovers in the last three games. And when you got a point guard like that that's unselfish, yep. that knows his role, that says, okay, my job is to run the offense and get the ball to my guys and guard my you-know-what off. And that's what Dewan Harris does. He's an old school point guard in that regard. It reminds me when Indiana, you know, late eighties, early nineties, they had a guy named Chris Reynolds that did that, who was a big time scorer in high school. But coach Knight was like, I don't want my point guard scoring. You know, I want my point guard running the offense, getting the ball to the shooters and getting the ball down low and then playing defense. And that's what they do. So, you know, you look at, you look at Kansas. I think they should be the number one team in the country, not Houston, in my opinion. Because I just think that they have the best wins. They have more quad one wins than anybody. If they get a number one seed, which I think that they're going to, barring the last couple weeks they of the season. They need to collapse. They'll be in the Midwest region. That means they get Sweet 16 and Elite Eight in Kansas City. Ooh. So, going to be tough. And that's why I said of the chalky teams, like I don't think that there's a ton of value betting single-digit teams to win it all right now. I think it's been extracted. But – of the chalky teams, I would choose Kansas of any of those number one seeds. And that resume indicates it yeah. when you have won, you know, 14 quad one wins. By the way, the second most is Purdue, who has nine. <laughs> Nobody else has more than eight besides those two teams. The resume that they put together is certainly really impressive. And you talk about the championship kind of they're, grit that they have. They they're won the, the best they won program. The last and I said that after my trip to Lawrence when I watched my Hoosiers uh, – take it on the yeah. chin and everywhere else uh, pretty much on their body <laughs> in that game the Hoosiers, but though. but yeah it was fun going there uh, to fog and just seeing that they're to me the best program in college basketball when you talk about who okay who's the best team year to year it you know changes a little bit they're the best program the most just cons- the whole operation elite. the whole consistent they guarded really hard they make you and, and Bill Self, I was actually when I was leaving the fog, I had a little earpiece and just listened to like the post game radio stuff. And Bill Self was like, We just want to make you the right amount of hesitant. It's not necessarily just about getting stops mm-hmm. and giving you we want to make you just a little bit hesitant. And when you do that, you've won. And they they made TCU very hesitant uh down the stretch and you know, surrounded the rim, almost played a mini little pack line there, which isn't their traditional defense, and said, okay, TCU, kick it out and shoot threes, but TCU didn't have the confidence to do that. Kansas, if they continue on this path, likely going to be the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament, leaving that you can leave the away jerseys at home since you'll only be wearing mm-hmm. the white jerseys as the overall number one seed. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Kansas City being the side of the regionals there for the Sweet 16 and the elite I eight. think Des Moines would be where they – I think that's the nearest one where they'd be put in be the, the first round. First and second round. So it would yeah. be Des Moines to Kansas City, mm-hmm. then to Houston if they were to get to the final four. Mm-hmm. 
those are all very close to Lawrence. Oh yeah, <laughs> those are all no, very no, close no. To Kansas Lawrence. will travel. I mean, they're they're about as. I mean, Kentucky obviously is up there, but yeah, Big Blue Can- Nation goes hard. Can- Kansas, Kansas will travel everywhere. You know, make no mistake about that. That is as passionate of a fan base and as smart of a fan base as there is in the country. If they win the Big Twelve tournament, do you think they go off as the favorite to win the title before the tournament starts? Because right now that favorite is I Houston. Do. I do. I think that they would be the favorite. It'd be I know. way too overwhelming. That I know. Way. I know. In some of the bracketologies, Houston got sent to Kansas City because that's the the four regional sites. By the way, are Louisville, Kansas City, right here in Las Vegas mm-hmm. for the first time ever. Shout out to Vegas and New York at I think at Madison Square Garden. Oh, so, they go to the Mecca. Yeah, I, I think it's in the Garden. It's in New York City, but yeah. uh, you know, Houston. I don't think they should be the number one overall seed. If they are, they're going to keep the number one overall seed as close to home as possible. Mm-hmm. That would be Houston and Kansas City. You know, whoever would be the West seed in Las Vegas. Now that's assuming if Arizona or UCLA can move up into that spot. Purdue is the team that's been dropping because they've lost a couple mm-hmm. lately. So Purdue might be the team getting sent out West. Alabama, you got to think they'll probably be in Louisville. Now, does the weight of defending the title become too much for Kansas or is it because they have some new pieces Mm -hmm. can they fight against that sort of pressure that's typically there for a defending title I could I I mean there's cases to be made for both yeah but I think this is a little bit of a different team and and they've and you know they've got you know Braun was the sharpshooter last year now Mm -hmm. with the Denver Nuggets we talked about earlier but now it's Grady Dick and then you got a guy Jalen Wilson that can be an inside outside threat that can score at the rim and can also shoot the three. You've got a point guard that's unselfish. The the kid uh, that really impressed me tonight off the bench, and I think Bill Self is starting to trust him more, is that freshman from uh, Orlando, Ernest Uday. Mm. 6'11", 250 <clears throat> freshman. Hasn't played a ton of minutes necessarily this season. Been very much a spot minute player. But if you look... He's starting to, I think, get double-digit minutes. Almost, I know he only played seven against Kansas on Saturday, but he mm-hmm. played a lot tonight. And if Bill Self can trust him, because this is not a team with really a lot of size, but if he can trust this Uday kid to say, okay, can I bump you up from 11 and 12 minutes to 15 and 16 and 17, those are going to matter. Yeah, no, I think that'll certainly matter here for this Kansas team. It's just they look really impressive. Uh, I try not to – fall too much in love with a team heading into March. Yeah, it's, no, it's you gonna be, this year you shouldn't fall in love with it's, any it's, team. It's going to be difficult to not try to fall in love with but, Kansas but, based but on I, the resume. I, I think, you know, of the the main four that would be the number one seeds, that they're the best team right now. I really do. I think Houston – I think Houston's very good. Don't get me wrong. Wh- which they're, one – let's flip it the other way, though. Which one do you think is the most vulnerable? Like, like number one seed, they're in their region. Mm-hmm. Which one do you think is the most vulnerable? I think there's a couple. Probably Purdue is the easy answer because yeah. we've seen those freshman guards, I think, you know, really start to get pressure. It was really Maryland when they lost to Purdue at home by just a couple that kind of laid the blueprint. And then you saw Rutgers do it. You saw Indiana do it. And that's what you're really seeing here. So maybe Purdue – one 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 thing for Houston, like man, they jump off the page in the Ken Palm, and they got long athletes. And Kelvin Sampson's teams always defend. Gotten a little, I mean, they got a couple quality wins. They gotten a little fat and happy in that league, though, and that's what kind of concerns you a little bit. Uh, really good defensively, but you know you got to keep in mind when you're playing the Tulsas and the South Floridas and the SMUs, those teams aren't any good. 
those aren't like what Purdue is playing or what Kansas is playing. Uh, they need to be a, a little bit better in terms of also getting to the foul line. They're kind of a okay three-point shooting team, but I'm not saying that sell Houston necessarily, but be a lukewarm buyer, I think, mm-hmm. of this team when you compare them to the other number one seeds. Alabama too, not a lot of experience, yeah. but 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 a lot of talent. They and they can they can force pace. Now, I worry if they take them out of that transition game. Yeah, you know, because they're number two in the country in adjusted tempo. But you get these teams that can slow you down. I usually say it's easier to slow down a fast team than it is to speed up a slow team. Alabama to me feels like that young team highly touted that up and comer they're gonna yeah. get they're gonna get a scare in the round of 32 i mm-hmm. think they could eat somebody like, in that eight nine game yeah they're they gonna scare the hell kinda out of like it. baylor last year when they exactly. got beat in the eight nine game then again you usually don't get north carolina on the eight no. nine. But, and maybe they'll advance and they'll survive that scare but they're gonna get a scare it, i there's holes that you, you can poke in all these teams i can see all these teams disappointing and i can also see all of them making it all the way that's what's gonna make march a lot of fun coming up in a few weeks here we'll be back with more it's visa in live bet tonight. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. As basketball and hockey seasons continue, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Same Game Parlay Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Get, and more. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. It's a whole new game. Welcome back. This is VSIN Live Bet Tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here at the Circa Resort and Casino. The two college basketball games that we're tracking throughout the night, those are final. Kansas once again beats TCU 63-58, winning as a three-point dog. Game goes under the total of 152. And then in the Big Ten, Illinois wins but fails to cover at Mm -hmm. home against Minnesota 78-69. The game goes over the total of 136. Minnesota plays really hard. They're just very much lacking talent, but they do get inside the number here late at Illinois. So the Illini go ahead and get the victory there in what is a difficult conference out there in the Big Ten. Well, Wes, with 66 days to go until the NFL draft, we're going to start to hear the draft betting conversation Mm -hmm. get louder and louder as we start to progress through these next few weeks. Oh, by the way, the scouting combine over in your old neck of the woods in yes. Indianapolis. That gets underway next week, which I is I was like, incredible. man, that is coming up quickly. It's it's right on our heels. Season ended five minutes ago, and now we get the combine coming up next week. But the NFL draft betting, I think we're going to start to hear some of the tea leaves out of the scouting combine because that's when all the insiders, all the agents, mm-hmm. all the executives descend upon Indianapolis. They go get their shrimp cocktail from St. Elmo's. They, oh, yeah. They do all that stuff. You, and, you, and that's you know how the NFL media works. Exactly. Because that's when all they, the, That's where they all go. And the then power I tr- brokers. I try to tell play. people, Indianapolis, by the way, St. Elmo's is terrific, but Indianapolis has more than good <laughs> one good restaurant, by the way, just to let people know. <laughs> that's all you hear So about. go there one night, but don't go there like every night. There's plenty of great restaurants in downtown Indianapolis. You that's, that's your pro tip from a, from a local yes. uh, and a native of Indianapolis there. But 
I, I think this draft is going to be really interesting just because of the amount of quarterbacks that we have near the top of the odds board. Now, we have two game-changing defensive players, Will Anderson at Alabama, Jalen Carter at Georgia, but everyone's discussing the quarterback because we all believe that a quarterback is probably mm-hmm. going to go number one overall because the team that holds the number one overall pick, the Chicago Bears, they drafted a quarterback a couple years ago in Justin Fields. So I would imagine, barring the Bears falling in love with one of these signal callers that's coming out of school, I would imagine that the Bears put that number one pick up to the highest bidder and then try to get some more draft picks to build out a roster that has a lot of holes. So with that in mind, the betting splits and the betting insights from our friends over at BetMGM suggest that there are some dark horse QBs who could end up being number one overall. So right now, the highest ticket percentage at BetMGM to go first overall is Kentucky's Will Levis at 22%. Highest handle, Will Levis at 34%. Biggest liability, Florida's Anthony Richardson. When you look at those numbers, ticket percentage, handle, liability, do you read anything into that, or do you think that these are just people maybe taking some shots on some longer prices with so much time leading up I to the I think a little bit of the latter because we know that it can change because the obvious ones that you're going to see in the mocks are Bryce Young, mm-hmm. CJ Stroud, obviously from two playoff teams. But I think it might be just grabbing numbers because what if the guy, what if somebody's really impressive at the combine or somebody was great at the pro day or great in the meetings you know, and there's a lot of things that hadn't happened. I mean, there obviously hadn't been the combines. There haven't been the individual pro days, like I was saying. Mm-hmm. They haven't done, you know, the wonder licks or does a kid have a bad interview with somebody the and then it gets visits. out. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that's what that's why I think you're seeing some of these longer odd prices because apparently from, you know, what people say about Anthony Richardson is like they rate him as the talent, but mm-hmm. he lacks experience. And he has some accuracy issues. But but 13 starts. Yeah, but the arm strength is there. He got a rocket. I I mean, I I don't know if I would, you know, I mean, obviously my team is the Colts. I don't know if Mm -hmm. I would pick him. But, you know, there are going to be a lot of guys, I think, trading up maybe toward that second half of the first round to get him. I, I, I think I'll be interested to see when his draft position comes out. You know, because that's when they have over, under, pick 24 and a half or whatever. I'll be interested to see. I think you're going to get a lot of under bets on Richardson based on that biggest liability once these numbers come out as we get more mocks and we get more data of what is happening because that's what betting the NFL draft is. And I've been kind of like, you know, because I'm so into college basketball and I'm so into other stuff and getting my baseball season wins and all that stuff in. Mm that I only had like a couple bet draft bets last year. And I want to try to be a little bit more of a draft Nick. Cause I think that there is money to be made because if you talk to the guys behind the counter, they hate booking this stuff. Mm-hmm. They hate it. I mean, there were, I mean, you know, I don't know if, if, if like Derek Stevens was half given, he didn't want to half book this thing because it's so on information and it moves so quickly and, and people are beating you to numbers. Like this is one where the bookmakers don't have a big advantage because it's all information based and you can only focus on so much, you know, when you got March madness and you got all this, it's easy for people to slip them draft bets in during like March madness <laughs> or during conference tournaments. I know you're going to be doing that. Oh yeah. And I probably will be too as well. We've, uh, already been, that we've taken a couple nibbles already. I mean, and, and so that's why getting back to the original point, that's why I think that you're seeing, you know, some of these long shots get taken a little bit because it's like, 
okay, I'm not going to get this on on Bryce Young and 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 plus the, you know a longer price on Young because it's already kind of baked in. We saw this last year too, or was it was it two years ago? How the quarterback, you know, like you know, some people got Fields as a big price, yep. you know, because everybody thought, okay, it's going to be Lance here. Exactly. Or it's going to be this guy here. Because we all knew Lawrence, one to the Jets. Yes. Wilson, two to the Jets. Yes. But then, you know, then then it became, okay, it's going to be Lance. No, it's going to be Fields. It's going to be Lance. Or, it's going to be Mac Jones. Or Mac Jones, yeah. <laughs> and there was so much volatility. Yeah. And that's just what I think. I think maybe the betters are getting a little bit smarter on the NFL draft as it becomes more widespread. Because it used to just be you could bet this offshore. Or, you know, you bet this may be in other jurisdictions. Now it's here in Vegas, too. And I just think they're getting a little bit more savvy where they're like, okay, this is going to be volatility. And you can't obviously take what's going to be gospel out there, you know, what what guys are putting out there. That doesn't mean that's who they're going to draft. That's what they want to use these reporters through mm-hmm. either the front offices or through agents. A lot of this information that gets put out there is BS. And, and you gotta have a good BS detector. You you very do much have to have a good very uh, good BS detector because we saw last year the Giants kind of pretty much lying to everybody oh, about yeah. who they liked because everybody was saying Giants love Charles Cross, the Giants love so and so, when in fact the Giants the whole time wanted Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and those were the right. two guys. And you know what? I think I might have fell for it a little bit. I fell, too. I fell for it. I, I was like cross because I, I lost the Thibodeau the position. Yes. Yeah, I had some cross to the Giants exactly because I thought they were going to take Charles Cross, who ended up going to the Seattle Seahawks later on in that top ten. But the two guys who you heard the most about their stocks, quote unquote, falling, were Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal, mm-hmm. and that might have been maybe Joe Shane as a first time GM. Oh yeah, putting out some. Yeah, these guys are a little rough around the edges or whatever, so that they could fall to them at their respective. Like that's how dirty this draft thing can be. Oh, the yeah. teams, the teams will actually love a player, but put out bad info saying that yeah, his visit went poorly or he's kind of a this and that kind of a guy because they want that guy to fall to them. They don't want to mm-hmm. let people know that they love this person and they're enamored with this person when the whole time the Giants wanted to cave on Thibodeau. No question <laughs> like, about it. It is just no unreal, question about it. Every, every everybody lies. The GMs and the personnel directors lie. The agents lie. You know, certain guys in the media because they're competing with each other to get mm-hmm. out this information. You know, that that that's what this is. Now, what do you make of this? Because I just saw this from Chris Trapasso, who does work for CBS Sports NFL Draft and some young NFL player analysis. He put this quote out. He said, quote, in terms of Anthony Richardson at the Florida quarterback, mm-hmm. He's going to blow the roof off of Lucas Oil Stadium at the Combine, and there's just going to be such a stark difference between Anthony Richardson as a physical and athletic specimen and Bryce Young. That's why Chris Trapasso is mocking Richardson to the Colts, not at number four, yeah. but at number one in a move up Thinking with the Chicago Thinking that maybe they'll, that Jim Irsay will get dazzled by the talent because Chris Ballard is a little bit more – like size dependent. That's why I never necessarily believed mm-hmm. the Bryce Young, even though Ursay did mention him yeah. at the uh, press conference <laughs> introducing Shane Steichen. He went out of his way to mention. Yeah, that. yeah, he did. <laughs> so look, that's why I think that you're seeing a lot of the liability on Anthony Richardson because it's like, what if I could have had him at fifty to one or whatever position, and then all of a sudden it's like news comes out. And there Scouts, it goes. Yeah, yeah. It could just be Anthony Richardson crushes interviews at the combine, 
and this thing can really take off. I've taken some Richardson at 200 to 1. Mm-hmm. Our friends at the Westgate hung that up a little, uh, I think it was like in December or so. Just t- making a position on a guy who has a lot of upside. I don't think he's going to go number one. Maybe we'll, he, he will, but uh, just wanted to grab that position. I want to talk some more draft though on the other side because there's a lot of stuff that we can go with this thing here as we wrap up the show on VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, 
I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round, so check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Welcome back. This is the final segment of VEASAN Live Bet tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds coming up after us at the top of the hour. The Greg Peterson experience with our buddy Greg Peterson as he wraps up the day in sports. But Wes, I wanted to reset the table here as we were talking about the number one overall pick market in the NFL draft, which is coming up in 66 days out in Kansas City. And the conversation around Anthony Richardson. So Chris Trapasso of CBS Sports, he's an NFL draft analyst for them. He had this to say about Richardson. Once again, for those of you just joining us, quote, he's going to blow the roof off Lucas Oil Stadium at the Combine, and there's just going to be such a stark difference between Anthony Richardson as a physical and athletic specimen and Bryce Young. So that is why Chris Trapasso, in his most recent mock draft, Mm -hmm. is going to mock Richardson to the Indianapolis Colts at number one, not number four. You know, in the last segment, I mentioned about how, like, there's agents and there's GMs and all these people, reporters putting stuff out there. Also, the draft Knicks and the draft analysts, because mm-hmm. there is a competition, too. They want to be right. Yep. I mean, who wants to be the most accurate? Well, Mel Kiper or DJ, Daniel Jeremiah or Todd McShay or any of these draft guys, they want to be the most accurate. And sometimes, you know... Like, like this gentleman from CBS, you know, might be putting it out there. If it's like, if he's right, boy, he looks really makes, smart, doesn't he? Makes a name for himself, huh? Exactly. <laughs> so so there's a little bit of that going on, too. I'm not totally dis- dismissing uh, Chris Trapasso's uh, take here, but I still think, you know, and, and I know he made kind of a little bit of a Jalen Hurts comparison. Mm-hmm. Now with Shane Steichen, of course, the offensive coordinator for Jalen Hurts now being the head coach in Indianapolis. But, you know, this is one like the Colts, they, you know, they get their their number, you know, they got to trade up, obviously, yeah. to get to number one. And and that's what I think that they have to do. If, if they have a quarterback they want, no matter who it is, I think you got to go get it. I don't think you can just wait. Yeah. You know, I don't think you can go wait necessarily because Houston, I think, probably can wait at number two because they're going to have their pick of a couple different guys. So, you know, do you go up to Chicago? Because I, I don't necessarily believe any of that stuff that's been reported on Justin Fields. I don't I don't really believe I just I just don't. I just don't think you give up on this guy when you've never really it's not like he's had like a bunch of talent around him. No, nobody's beating down your door to he, trade for Darnell Mooney. He hasn't. I mean, he's <laughs> got like number three receivers that are number ones yeah. on that Bears roster. And I've never been like a huge fields backer, but still you got to give the guy a chance. You can't just mm-hmm. throw him out after two seasons. Uh, but I think 
you know, look, maybe this guy is going to be right on Richardson. And I think just the speculation and, and going back to like the betting markets, just the speculation is going to move people to bet it. Mm-hmm. Even if it's totally unfounded, you know, people are going to do that because it's like somebody else is going to beat you to the number because that's what I always laugh at a little bit on the Twitter machine. You know, if so many new people get into the sports betting arena, it's like, Gotta bang, we gotta beat these books, man. It's a war between us and the books. No, it's a between a war between you and you. Yeah. Okay. It, your competition is not necessarily the books as a sports better. It's with other betters in the marketplace. You're competing it's like, with the market. Yeah. It's like, well, I want to get that Richardson price before you get it. Exactly. You want to get it before I get it. Yeah. You know, and then and then that's and that's the way it works. Even if it doesn't win, it's like, okay, I got a good price. On this guy, and that's what you know. It's very much a speculative market. Yeah. You know, you could make money at this and probably have more losing tickets than winning tickets. 100%. It's not like playing the eleven to ten in college basketball, where it's like, okay, I went five hundred, but I lost money. You can go five hundred and win a lot of money mm-hmm. here. So this isn't about a record. This is about getting good prices and getting good equity. And, and that's kind of how I treat the draft in any sort of futures market, just to begin with building a portfolio. And I think one of the guys, so Richardson has is someone who I have already in my portfolio. I mentioned it in the last segment, two hundred to one. I bet that uh, right after the college football season ended, just because as somebody who's followed NFL for a long time Mm -hmm. and has followed the draft for about a decade plus now just knowing the physical traits always start to kind of win out once we get closer to the draft and further away from the actual football being played i was like all right let me just take a speculative bet 200 to one i could see somebody becoming enamored with his skill set as a passer and as a a runner Mm -hmm. the other guy i bet on was will levis now i did this during the college football season and this was one of the reasons why i bet on will levis This tweet from Matt Miller back in October, October 14, 2022, so just this past season during the college football season, and he was talking about Levis and the quarterbacks in this upcoming draft. He said, the talk that a QB other than Young or Stroud could go first is loud, and it's been persistent since the summer. Scouts love the athletic makeup of Will Levis, but his work ethic and character get rave reviews from coaches and scouts. And I saw that tweet, and I said, boy, this is – the tip prototypical quarterback that I can easily see a franchise talking themselves into. Oh, yeah. So I said 16 to one. Let me grab a little well, bit of Will Levis and see yeah, what happens. Guys get dazzled at the combine by somebody or somebody has a really good interview and they certainly could, could talk themselves into, you know, Levis and Levis, I think is the most interesting because very polarizing. You don't know because there are some people that think, hey, this guy, this guy's really got the goods. And there are some people who are like, this guy absolutely sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, the truth is somewhere in me, at least I think in the middle. But this is a guy that played behind a terrible offensive line at Kentucky. They had offensive coordinator changes and whatnot. Uh, what they, uh, Liam Cohen, by the way, now back, I believe, from the Rams because yep. he had left and then they brought in a new guy that only lasted a year. So, you don't know what to make necessarily of Will Levis because, and you've seen Young and Stroud at least in more high-profile games. Mm-hmm. But the one thing you also got to weigh out is like how good are these guys because that's the thing with some of these elite college football teams, like at Alabama, like at Ohio State or Oklahoma or USC, knowing how many points these teams score, and it's like those guys are schemed wide open all over the place. Yep. So you never really know. You never really know. 
how good these guys are at Ohio State and Alabama because it's like, okay, are they all looking? Okay, check with me. You know, and they all the, the receivers and the quarterback and the backs look to the sidelines, check with me. And how much of that is coaching, scheming, and how much of that is great play by the player. Yeah, or having dudes that you're throwing. That was the whole thing with USC right. back in the yeah, day with you've Minard got, you've and You've got Sanchez. good receivers, man. It's not yeah. like Will Levis had, you know, superstar receivers. He didn't have a Marvin Harrison Jr. like C.J. Stroud did. God, he's going to be ridiculous. He didn't have, you know, what Young had with, uh, who was it, Mechie right. and yep. – and, and then who was Jameson the receiver? Williams. For, yeah, Williams. Yeah, he had several mm-hmm. guys that were first round picks. Or, yeah, Mac Jones had Judy and yeah. Waddle that, that, and, and Devontae Smith. When, and, and, when, and when those guys, you know, start out a little bit slow, like yeah. a Mac Jones, like a Justin Fields, then you wonder a little bit of an how good are these guys? A little bit of an adjustment going to the NFL when uh, the defense has guys that are just as good as the guys that you're throwing to. Now, the top of this market is where Bryce Young sits, the Alabama quarterback, former Heisman Trophy winner. And when you watch them on Saturdays, you see as to why. But Young being minus 160, I think, is a little aggressive I do too. right now. I do, too. And the main reason why I think that, it's not because he doesn't lack skill. He is awesome. I love Bryce Young as a player, and watching him was a lot of fun. But Bryce Young is also a physical outlier mm-hmm. for NFL quarterbacks. I don't think you can be minus 160 at this point in the draft season while being a physical outlier. There will be teams in the NFL – who do not have Bryce Young on their draft? No, yeah, because maybe they're thinking, "Oh man, this guy's not big enough." He doesn't you know, meet this the threshold. Guy's Kyler Murray. I have heard both sides. You know, whereas I'm trying to gather more information and people I respect or people whose opinion I either value or don't value. You know what they think, and I have heard people say, "Hey, this guy's the guy. This guy's mm-hmm. the, the the deal." And then I've had some people saying, "Okay, this guy's too short. You know, he's, he's too struggle. skinny. He's too yeah, he's too thin. He's not big enough. Yeah. I'm always going to go with size, so I'd go with Stroud over Young just on the size factor." So, yeah, it's it's a fascinating part of this whole thing is that you have a quarterback who seems to be the consensus guy, but that consensus guy has the frame and the size is the biggest question mark and uh, whether it's crazy or not nfl teams are going to put that into the evaluation of, mm-hmm. hey he's a quarterback who's under 200 pounds and he's under six feet tall yeah and you might point to russell wilson and kyler murray and all that those guys were built a little bit thicker than bryce so, young is built bryce so Young's you wonder thin. in terms of like the physical stuff obviously they're worried more with quarterbacks about the throwing and yeah. whatnot but if they see okay the guy bench like six reps or something yeah. Then it's going to be like, oh, my God. Bryce Young, if you listen to anything, listen to this. Load up on them PB&J sandwiches yes. before you go to bed. Make sure you hit that 200-pound threshold when you weigh in at the combine, and all will be well. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Femi Bebefe. That's it for the show this evening. We wish you all the best of luck. Greg Peterson's coming up next. Here's again. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.